You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After a year, a month, and a day, <laughs> finally, the fans have come back to WrestleMania. That's right. It is April 10th, only by a few more minutes if you're on the East Coast here, as we are getting a late start because WrestleMania was not going to be going off without a little bit of in- interference from, from the weather and Mother Nature, but they still got it in. It is the Wrestling Inc. podcast across all platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Thank you for staying up with us if you're on the East Coast. Thank you if you're over in the UK or wherever you might be. This is going to be one to talk about. I'm Justin Labar alongside Forbes.com's Alfred Kunawa. Night one of two nights of WrestleMania. Fans back 25,000 at Raymond James Stadium. We got a lot to dive into, but just first off, Alfred, I mean, yay or nay, are you happy that you're still awake and you just watch this three-plus-hour show? Oh, my God. I don't even know time. I, I'm extremely happy. It's not a yay. It's a hell yay. I, I, this is a... This is really the blackest WrestleMania I've ever seen. This is not WrestleMania. It was WrestleMelanin. That's what I will always remember WrestleMania 37 for being. But other than that, there were so many highs in this show, and I just loved this show. I had friends over. I had my brother over, and uh, and we really had a good time watching this. A lot of people who don't normally watch wrestling really enjoyed this show. So I just thought this was a fantastic show, and I can't wait to talk about it. So, yeah, I know WrestleMania tends to bring uh, people that maybe only watch once a year or brings people that maybe are over your house who don't. Who, who haven't watched in a couple years, or maybe there's even people that are watching this podcast right now who have not uh, purchased Peacock and, and are just going to hear what we have to say. Just to set the, the, stand, the scene here for you, again, it's the first uh, first time in over a year they've had fans, 25,000 fans here, back at the stadium they're supposed to be at last year. 25,000 fans at the stadium. You're dealing with uh, you know, you, you're, you're all, the, all the uncertainties of what's, what's that going to be like. Everybody needs to be safe. You have Bad Bunny. From the musical world, he's being put in a high-profile spot. You have a debut of a new guy named Omos, uh, who we've never seen wrestle. He's in a he's in a tag team title match. You have two world title matches going on: one for the men, one for the women. Three of the four participants black. That's never been done before. Uh, just so many things, whether it, whether it's societal things or what have you, they were just kind of hanging in the balance of the show. And I mean, really, they, they did. Other than the rain delay, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, everything that they could control came off super, super well. 
100%. And even with the rain delay, that just kind of afforded them to do a bunch of unscripted promos. And you saw some stuff that I thought was very entertaining that you wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for the rain delay in terms of those backstage segments. The thing about these backstage segments people are always criticizing is they always seem so canned and so weird. And there's always so such dumb questions. But with this rain delay, it actually made it feel like a real sporting event. Like you've got questions that they had to come up off the top of their head and they were better questions that you hear on Raw and SmackDown and the responses were great because they were just cutting promos uh, based on what was going on not based on what somebody wrote down and I actually you know it was weird and awkward to see that there was a rain delay but I think they handled it very well and it gave us some pretty entertaining content particularly Big E's promo which I thought was laugh out loud hilarious so we kick it off. The first thing we see coming out of the pre-show now onto the official main card is Vince McMahon standing stage center front with the entire roster behind him. Makes a few brief comments about how we've, you know, the biggest thing we've missed in the last year, the biggest element is you, the fans. And and he basically says, you know, they have these guys have worked guys and girls have worked tires tirelessly hard for you, even this past year, and now we're ready to get you back in the mix. And as only Vince McMahon can do, and there's a lot of Look, always criticism. 365 days out of the year, out of what we do, there is criticism of Vince from the business standpoint, the Booker standpoint. But anybody who's watched wrestling and WWE particularly for any amount of time, for me, Alfred, and I think it's probably the same for you, it's been over 30 years, mm-hmm. over 30 years of WrestleManias, when you hear Vince McMahon, as only he can say, this is WrestleMania with the roar of a crowd responding. I got goosebumps and I just got it again just thinking about it. Of course. And this was something that I think anybody, I don't think anybody really kind of considered when they were talking about who's going to get the first big pop, who's going to be the first person out there. And it's, is it going to be Drew? Is it going to be this, that, and the other? And the fact that it was Vince, I think, was so perfect um, because when he said this is WrestleMania, like that's how you kick off a WrestleMania after you haven't gotten it for a year. Uh, that's how you kind of reset things. And I just love that he said it like that. Yes, Vince looks older and stuff like that. And it was kind of sad for me to see the condition he's in like, now. I mean, it's not like he's in a bad condition, but he's just so much older than you remember him. Uh, but the fact that he said this is WrestleMania sounded like Vince McMahon and it was really a great kickoff to the show. So they gave us the opening uh, video package. Uh, and then we come out and you normally would expect a big pyro and ballyhoo. But no, that's not happening because rain is coming down and they are currently telling the fans to evacuate. Uh, Michael Cole and team are on 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 uh, on screen. We'll get to the commentary in just a moment here, but they're telling everybody we're on a rain delay. And so yeah, so as we were just alluding to, so now for the next forty minutes, basically, they are just tossing between a couple of backstage interviewers, and you and you can just visualize behind the camera, producers are just shoving every talent that is camera ready and saying, "Fill sixty to ninety seconds of your match tonight. Talk about your story." And yeah, there is no more of this. My guest at this time is yeah. the, the, this was. This was truly imp- improvisation um, and, and just raw emotion, and it felt great. And, 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 and social media was all noticing this. Everybody was noticing how natural this felt. Yes, Sarah Schreiber had to be a human being. Imagine that. Like, she had to actually control the interview like a skilled broadcaster would, like an Aaron Andrews, like somebody who doesn't know what the other person's going to say or when they're going to say it, and it felt real. It, it's like, this is exactly what I would want in terms of, I had a lot of people who don't watch wrestling were at my place watching this, and I'm so glad that this went on because if they would have seen the kind of canned thing that they usually do, it would have come off as fake, it would have set the wrong tone, but the fact that they did this kind of made it seem like an actual sport, like uh, they were kind of getting ready for something and it was very hard to tell that something had gone wrong in wwe in terms of the weather delay because it was just such a natural thing this is what we do with live sports a lot of times with football games or playoff games they'll say it starts at three you tune in at three and it's a bunch of interviews and stuff like that just like this so i i mean wwe needs to have more weather delays hopefully people stay safe but they need to do more things like this in terms of having people just act naturally like human beings because i thought this was fantastic 
Yeah, it kind of just built the anticipation even more. I saw a lot of people say, look, we waited a year. What's 40 more minutes? Yeah. Um, a couple, couple super chats here before we really get into the uh, card. Antoine Fair, $5 as a black man. It hit me emotionally to see. Black women headline, I woke my daughters up. My youngest loves uh, Bel Air because of her hair. I love it. Uh, that's an awesome uh, uh, chat there. Thank you for sharing that, Antoine. Uh, 80 super fan. Uh, I can boldly say this was the greatest performance from any celebrity in WWE history. Yeah. Shout out to Bad Bunny. Yes, we, will, we will give Ugh. the baddest of the bunnies his Ooh. due when we get to his stuff. Ooh. Real quick, Albert, again, on the, on the, on the scene of it, as, as a black man yourself, I mean, give me – Talk to me. How are you feeling? Let me okay. Let me be completely honest. I think it's actually embarrassing that it took this long for black women to headline WrestleMania. I mean, if wrestling was real, Jackie, Jazz, Bianca Belair would have been beat the brakes off a lot of these women. And I just think it's a little awkward that it took this long in 2021. We're finally headlining with black women. I think I sent this out on Twitter that I wouldn't celebrate the country club that finally let black people play on their course in 2021. Having said that, you got to see the real emotion with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. This was a real moment, uh, and it's always great to see that taken in and i'm glad that michael cole actually acknowledged on commentary this is the first time two black women have headlined wrestlemania and this is the beginning of something that i think is very beautiful i think it was a beautiful moment and i just can't wait until this becomes something that is the norm i don't think black excellence should be a historical moment that's never happened before you see the highs that people get on when two great athletes who are black women uh, uh have such a great match uh, this is, should be something that's part of the norm but it really was a great moment to see um you know not only the beginning but the, how this WrestleMania headline, the fact that they had this great match meant so much more, in fact, that, the, that, that it was a historical moment. And I think it just put the icing on the cake. So I really thought it was beautiful. Uh, it's taken a little too long for this to happen, but I'm glad that it seems to be pointing in this direction. And I thought it was just beautiful. No, well said. Well said. And it was great to see, you know, even when we get to that main event, you know, Bianca getting emotional and commentaries even saying, is this going to distract her? But you could feel that it was real. The fans got into it. All 25,000 of them were into it, whether they were black, white, whatever they were. I mean, I, I told you just before we got on the air here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a white guy from the D.C. and Maryland suburbs, and I started kind of getting teary-eyed. You, know? I mean, you like, should have. Like, that's yeah. what's so great about this moment is that it just connected with everybody. It's not like you have to be black. You have to be a black power person to understand and appreciate this moment. This is a moment that without talking, you could just see the emotion in the ring, and it just reverberated across the entire uh, uh, arena and stadium, and that's what I thought was so great about it. For sure. Uh, combo breaker down 99. I didn't expect to see Vince versus God part two tonight. <laughs> God was crying for a little bit. To stop all right. So, yeah, so, so we have all the unscripted promos and that's great. Uh, so we, we, we're bouncing between, we see Michael Cole, he's out there with Byron Saxton and Samoa Joe. There are some audio issues for those who don't know rain and audio equipment don't mix well. Uh, so there's obviously some problems there. They were standing up for the first few matches. Actually, they, they didn't have their, their, uh, their announce desk. Uh, but we would also see Michael Cole doing both with Corey Graves as he normally is for Friday, but we saw him with the Raw team. We actually had an exclusive, two exclusives rather, on Wrestling Inc. earlier uh, or earlier on Saturday. The first being that Tom Phillips would not be calling WrestleMania tonight for the Raw brand because, in fact, he's being removed due to COVID protocols. We, I, you know, at least in our exclusive, nothing said anything more. Don't know if he's tested positive, but just with whatever the protocols are, he had to sit out, which that's a what a, what a shame you work all year in this in this empty arena situation as he did and then you miss out on getting back in front of the fans another thing to note about the raw commentary is that we're also going to see a change come this monday so it looks like they weren't even planning to have tom phillips involved in this monday's raw commentary anyways they're making a change i don't know if i have his name uh, pr uh, pronounced correctly so i apologize or if you know it, alfred hit me up here uh, adnan verk who is a canadian sportca sportscaster who's worked for espn but most recently worked for the score 
in Canada. He is going to be stepping into the play-by-play duties for Todd Phillips or Tom Phillips starting this Monday. No word if, if Tom's going to go to SmackDown. Michael Cole's getting a much-deserved break or what the deal is, but a shakeup at the commentary desk nonetheless. I'll be very interested to see how Adnan does because I'm a big fan of ESPN. I watch SportsCenter a lot, and Adnan's one of the best they have, and he's a great broadcaster. And I know that he likes wrestling because he likes to throw a lot of wrestling references into his uh, highlights when he's doing those. So I'm looking forward to Adnan. I just feel terrible for Tom Phillips when uh, Raj sent that over as an exclusive for Wrestling Inc. I just My heart sank because I'm a really big fan of Tom Phillips. I think he has a great voice. I think he's great at what he does. Uh, I think he's like the future of WWE in terms of their lead announcers. So the fact that at the final hour, he was kind of notified that he's not going to be able to cover the first show with fans in the building. I mean, Justin, you saw how many people got emotional, you know, during the pre-show and throughout the show, just because fans were back and they got to hear the roar. And the fact that Tom Phillips doesn't get to enjoy that after just working so hard uh, at his job and ascending to his position is really kind of sad. It is. Uh, But WWE is very strong right now down the middle. Uh, with their play-by-play guys who host and run these broadcasts. Obviously, Michael Cole is, you know, despite, and we'll we'll touch on a spite, a blunder in the main event, actually, the final call, Michael Cole is really, really good. People don't realize how much goes into calling a WWE broadcast. Never mind if you know the people's names and the names of their moves. The amount of traffic and things that you have to duck and dodge to get in and out of in terms of the things you're promoting. Uh, he's great. Tom Phillips is great. Vic Joseph is very good yes. uh, in NXT. So they, you know, so they, and obviously adding this, you know, the, this newest hire, they, they, they have a strong depth. Uh, hopefully setting up for Michael Cole to finally get a well-deserved <laughs> retirement. Um, Stella Justin Lopez, 499. Besides the rain, it was an easy process getting into the getting into and out of the stadium. Okay, props to Raymond James and WWE. Pretty cool that I had my own road to myself. All right, that's cool. Well, that's really cool. Right if some of you were at the show, please. I would love to see what the experience was like at the show. I'm dying to know. So that's a great super chat. For sure. Uh, Val, 499. Better performance, Bad Bunny or Pat McAfee? Y- you know, that's a – it's tough because Pat had the task of one on one. You got nobody else to. It's just you and, and Adam Cole. Bad Bunny at least has like he can tag in Priest and and. But I also take into consideration Pat McAfee's an athlete. You know he played. You know he played. Bad Bunny. I mean I don't know if he played high school sports or whatever. But this is a guy that's coming from from the from the music world and he's not a big guy. So you know a lot of things are kind of stacked against them in terms of lack of experience, lack of size. Um, I don't know. That's tough. I, I don't really want to disparage either one of them. Because it's a little apples to oranges because Pat didn't have a crowd. And I think if Pat had a crowd, I don't think yeah. we'd be having this conversation. Uh, so the advantage of the crowd, I thought, I mean, I can't wait to go back and watch Bad Bunny's debut. I thought it was just perfect from beginning to end. And I'm going to say Bad Bunny. He gets the edge. And, and, you know, on the merits of just how well he did, Pat McAfee was incredible. But I think the crowd put it over the edge and also just maybe it's because my expectations for the, uh, Bad Bunny were just kind of, I wouldn't say low, but I didn't expect him to do what he did tonight. Well, let's not leave out though. The Miz and Morrison did a hell. Absolutely, Miz that's what we need to also be congratulating. You know, a lot of the people uh, give Miz and Morrison, particularly the Miz, a lot of crap. But the fact that Bad Bunny looks so good is a testament to Miz as a worker. Okay, Miz doesn't get enough credit for being a good worker. Absolutely, not that I would have ever thought Miz and Morrison would, and not that WWE would think it and they even risk it. These two guys are pros, but if they didn't want to be pros and if they wanted to make a point of, oh, who's this guy getting this this spot? I mean, they could have sandbagged them, and 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 this could have not. But I mean. Again, they, they're pros. Wouldn't do that. They help make him look as as great as he did. One hundred percent. Ten dollars coming in from Silver Chaser. Who would <laughs> guess Bad Bunny would put pressure on Sasha and Belair? Miz was amazing. Yes, it was a. Uh, uh, it was. I, I mean, it was a semi-main. You know, it was it was a semi-main tonight, and it lived up. 
John Jordan, $5. Absolutely fantastic emotions from performers. Battling through weather adversity. Great booking choices. I'm really happy for everyone involved. Yeah, theme, as we'll get into that as we get to this match, matches here, are kind of feel like WWE almost kind of undoing and, and, and doing some things they probably should have done in the past. It's almost like they're, they're trying to like uh, play a little catch-up, but better late than never. Uh, Corey Evans, Bad Bunny, better selling and worker than half of AEW's <laughs> roster. You know, that, did st- that stood out to me is how good he was at selling. Like, that's usually when you start to see when somebody's kind of green, especially if they're an outsider. But just how committed he was to selling whenever he'd get hurt, it was really great to see. Uh, Nightmare Knee, $5. So glad to see fans. Justin, what have you been doing? Looking younger every week. Hey, Alfred. Uh, I, I, starting January 3rd, I did start dieting. Uh, I am down 20 pounds. So You are great. I was going to say, you do look, you just definitely look like you've lost some weight. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I think we got one more coming in and then we will start getting into these matches here. Jim Viviano. Uh, what's up, Jim? I know Jim. Uh, with Sasha's loss, do you think she is vulnerable enough now where I have a legit shot with her? No chance. So. <laughs> I thought All he meant right. as a character. I thought I was talking about a restaurant. <laughs> Shooting your shot, man. <laughs> Shoot your shot. All right, so Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan come out. A little mixed reactions there, as we'd expect. They do their whole, well, what you're going to do, brother, but now it's time for the first match. Here comes Drew McIntyre seeing the big entrance, the sword of the stage, fire. Looks great. Bobby Lashley out with MVP. Uh, this is a really good match. Uh, Drew does a crazy dive over the top. Uh, again, looks like neither MVP or Lashley really called him. Maybe started thinking about Shotzi from a few nights ago that we're talking <laughs> about. Um, yeah, this, this I mean, this is really just a great back and forth match. But here's what it comes down to: it comes down to finally Bobby Lashley. Alfred has the hurt lock. This full Nelson on on Drew and Drew. You know, Drew's hitting up on the uh, the turnbuckles, trying to reverse it, but Lashley doesn't let go. And then finally, the bell rings. The ref calls it and saying that 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 McIntyre has basically passed out. You know, it's the old Bretton Austin thing. Uh, McIntyre didn't actually pass out; he was actually quite up and at him not too long after. But that aside, Bobby Lashley retained this WWE Championship. I love to see it. I, I absolutely loved it. I was caught completely by surprise. Of course, on the, the last show we did together, I said that I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win this match begrudgingly. Uh, and I'm so glad that Bobby did. He's the hot hand. And I just, there's just this narrative out there that Drew McIntyre is owed this WrestleMania moment, which I think is complete trash. And let me just be clear. I like Drew McIntyre. We follow each other on Twitter. Uh, I've talked to him before. He's a great guy and he's done a great job as a top star for WWE. But the way this business worked, just like WrestleMania 30, when Daniel Bryan was the hot guy, whenever there's a hot hand, you should ride the hot hand. And that's what happened with Bobby Lashley. And I'm glad that they stuck with it. I'm glad that he won this match. I thought it was a fantastic match. These guys worked their asses off. Bobby Lashley might have taken more bumps in this match than he has, you know, his whole entire wrestling career from all those belly to belly suplexes, belly to back. I just thought these two worked so great together. And, and I'm glad that Bobby Lashley won. I thought it was the right choice. I'm surprised, but I have no problem with it. And you're right. I don't think necessarily that, you know, everybody thought Drew has to just get this repeat, that we have to just redo, the, we just do a sequel. Um, you know, when the match was announced, it was going to be the first match, it gave me a little more, like, okay, it's a little more of a reasonability that, that Bobby could win. And what I mean by that is normally a heel champion in the main event, the last match, the heel champion just retaining the title, unless like a Brock Lesnar or a John Cena or somebody was then going to come down and challenge him or, or, or say, I'll see you Monday. That's just not a. That's just not the way WWE ends WrestleManias, especially. Right. So then, when they moved to the first match, I'm like, all right, well, I could see Lashley winning, but I'm still going to put my bets on Drew. If I'm putting money on this, but I was pleasantly surprised, and this started a trend for the night for me, where I was surprised by a lot of things. Um, we got another string of super chats, so let's get to them. As we appreciate all of them. 
Man Cave Sessions, $10. Thank you very much. As a Latino man, I know how it feels to be told you can, can't do something because of how you look. I definitely got emotional tonight watching Bel Air uh, win. She's very special. Uh, that's a very good super yeah. chat. Uh, people, sharing, people sharing their experiences. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez, 499. Can we talk about how Hulk Hogan got booed every time he spoke that's on the what I, thought. I didn't know whether or not, because I was covering it, and I was going to write something, and I kind of took it out because I didn't want to assume that's what was going on. But I did hear boos when he was talking. I didn't know if it was because of um, – like music that was playing or whatnot, but yes, I did notice that he was getting booed by a certain section of the Florida crowd whenever he spoke. Uh, yeah, it's going to still remain controversial, of course. Uh, Alejandro Villarreal, $5. I'll be honest. WrestleMania surprised me, and I'm just happy for Bianca. Also, Bad Bunny. Pull an excellent performance. Uh, also hoping for a major push for Cesaro. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to talk about Cesaro. Uh, Bid Moon, $1.99. Great show, guys. Bad Bunny. Oh, than Cody? You guys are coming for AEW tonight. <laughs> Why don't you go after Mike Tyson? He's a celebrity. That's a more. Uh, I'll tell you this. You know, Tony Khan just recently said, "Oh, Shaq, the greatest celebrity wrestling," and then Bad Bunny going, "Hold my beer." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's, I enjoyed the Shaq debut, but this was light years better. Jax Callis, four nine nine, dude. Things felt normal again. Going to be weird Monday when they go back to digital fans. Yeah, <laughs> unless they. I mean, this is going to be Thunderdome Monday in a new arena, so they get they have the luxury of setting it up for the first time different you know like they they have a luxury to set it up differently unless they find a way to kind of do what NXT did and start to gradually just bring some fans and even if it's free and they bring it and all you have to do is just be tested and, and be a-okay health wise it is going to be a deflation that we're and I don't want to I don't want to dwell on because I want to enjoy tomorrow night first right. but it is going to be a thing that after tomorrow night's done it's going to be like all right well now it's now it's it's no, it's gonna no be more like back. having to go back to work after a great weekend yeah right we get all the super chats. Uh, we got one here. Uh, Five dollars from Jamie. If Lashley winning was an audible, it was the right call. And Bad Bunny may be the MVP of the night. Man, Bad Bunny is just winning over the audience. Right yeah, now. I mean, Bad Bunny. You can feel that crowd slowly start to. It was first. It was like I think I heard like a Bad Bunny chant earlier. People booted down, and then as the match went on, it's like this guy's legit, and people were all on board of it. It was just incredible to see. Antonio brings up a good point. Antonio Garcia, $5. I'm kind of hoping Bobby turns face and Drew goes to SmackDown to occupy Roman during the summer. That is, to, to wrap up our Bobby Lashley segment here. So Bobby's champion now. What does he do next? Does Drew, I mean, does Drew even have a case for a rematch? Or like, what? I mean, what's 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 next? Because it wasn't like Bobby didn't win via shenanigans. There's no hurt business to help him cheat. Well, there were a little shenanigans because he was going for the Claymore. He got distracted by MVP, and then he fell into the hurt lock. So I think they're going to use that to kind of justify uh, Drew McIntyre maybe getting a rematch or whatnot. But they did have MVP kind of interfere in, in like, McIntyre had a hiccup before he uh, yeah. got into the hurt lock. So they, I think they might do a rematch for the next pay-per-view. Uh, Brent Murphy, $5. Sorry to cut to the main event, but do you think Sasha Bianca's storyline Bianca story continues? Sasha can go fully heal and use her hair whipped in as an excuse. Brent, I'm going to table it. Thank you for saying I wanted to acknowledge the super chat, but we will get to that. So I don't want to like, yeah. you know, we'll try, try to keep it going, uh, but we will get to that, I promise, uh, and try to answer that question um, uh, when we get to that, that segment. Uh, Steve R., uh, Drew done a pro job tonight. He put the champion over, looked great doing it. He knows Lashley deserved the moment. And his time will come around. Uh, yeah, those two guys have a long history. They work together in Impact. Uh, they were in WWE same time prior to Impact. So, all yeah, right, they have fantastic uh, chemistry together. Absolutely, absolutely. Open. I guess this last one that is relevant. Jax Collins, uh, Khan, Tony Khan, crapped on WWE for delaying the show with Rain. Yeah, I, with his brilliant idea he had at a previous show via Twitter. What an attention whore! 
you can go find it. Tony Khan actually did have a t- two tweets that he, well, a tweet, and then he tried to like justify his tweet. And it was a very I I I I I tweet. He basically he said he he used an example of I guess a, a past AEW show where the weather and the wind was picking up, and uh, the ring was okay, but like the floor mats, the stuff around the ring was really wet. And he said like I had this he he said I had this brilliant idea. We have a red carpet, and he went and grabbed the red carpet, and that's what they draped around the ring, and like. He was just trying to like use, I guess, trying to just relate to the experience of like just having to adapt to the environment and then and making sure it's safe. But when you read the tweets, they kind of came off like, "Wow, look at my idea! I put like look at what I did over." Like, I don't know. It, it was a little bit like, "Really? Uh, yeah." I gotta go back and check this out. So he was just kind of putting himself over, like you know, when I was in this situation, not to brag, but and and, and it's the amount of I, the use of I in the tweet. Sure. Like, I mean, again, I, I think he probably his intention probably was just. He just, I mean, he's just tweeting like everybody, everybody's, he, he's watching Mania. Tony Khan, okay, Tony Khan's watching Mania. So I think he was just trying to like bring an experience to. Yeah, but, but it, he had to know, like, I mean, yeah, if Tony Khan tweeting about WWE, you should be very careful because anything yeah. you say is going to be taken. He could have said, what a great show tonight. And they'd be like, oh, shut up, Tony Khan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can, get, you can go read them for your own context. I mean, sure, I sure. Brian Cyrus, $10. I know WWE likes to send fans home, uh, happy home fans happy with the moment did it tonight with Bianca. Well-deserved. I hope they got the sending fans happy. Thought process down, done tonight, and uh, have Reigns win tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see how they end tomorrow. Uh, Spen, what's your opinion on Sasha being 0-6 in Mania? Yeah, that a fact? Wow. That, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't think she's won at Mania. I think that's that's true. That's insane. That was like uh, Jericho. I think for a while, Jericho was like, oh, for something at WrestleMania. I know he had a streak going, too. That's you know what? I think that speaks to good heels. A lot of the best heels, like Vince McMahon's never won at WrestleMania, I don't believe. So, like, a lot of the best heels, it's like they build themselves up to get beat at WrestleMania. Idealistically, the good guys should win and the bad guys should lose at WrestleMania. Not obviously there's exceptions, but idealistically, you're kind of building up for comeuppance. So, if Sasha Banks is a heel every time, then I think it speaks to how good she is. Yeah, I mean, it's like Ric Flair in the 80s. The guy lost every night and somehow he was still champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, that's, that's the art of, yeah, you're right. It's the art of a great heel. Okay, next up, Tag Team Turmoil. So uh, this is uh, Lana and Naomi. They're out uh, first up against the um, – uh, they're up against uh, Carmella and Billy Kay. Uh, I got to say, Billy Kay, so funny. She's In the entrance, she's trying to – you know, Carmella's out there, you know, sexy and sultry doing her, her, her normal thing. Billy Kay's trying to do the same thing she's doing, and she's off the mark and in the way. It was just funny. I love Billy Kay. I love Billy Kay, man. Whenever – I'm whenever uh, SmackDown comes to Inglewood or Raw or wherever Billy Kay is, the sign that – if I bring a sign, it's going to be a blown-up resume of Billy Kay because I'm just such a fan of what she's done this whole pandemic. Yeah, I mean, why why they ever broke her and her real-life friend Peyton Royce up from – yeah, I don't know. But um, All right, so we kick it off here. You know, this is what it is. I'm not going to go X's and O's here. But uh, actually, Billy Kay and Carmella, they're going to get the first win here in this gauntlet. Uh, and then's going to come the Riot Squad. Riot Squad is going to beat Carmella and Billy Kay. Then Riot Squad has what was next? Riot Squad ends up. Who's after them? Who's after them? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe after them is out is is uh, is, is Dana and Mandy Rose. Yeah. And this was a little notable viral moment here. Uh, 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 poor poor Mandy slips and falls on the ramp. That's that's wet, obviously from the rain. I just pray to God they don't pull a Titus on her like they do. I know. And it's becomes like the le- she's gonna have like a legally blonde gimmick the next week. She's gonna trip every time she comes to the. I can see it happening because she trended pretty. I mean, she was right up there with Vince for a while in terms of the amount of people tweeting about her. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, 
Riot Squad ends up beating them. Uh, and then here comes Natalia and Tamina. Uh, some fun action here, but ultimately Tamina is going to end up getting the big superfly uh, splash off the top and gets the one, two, three. So Natty and Tamina are going to go up against uh, N- uh, Naya and Shayna tomorrow night. It's crazy. However long Tamina has been in the WWE, this is the first time she's getting to do that big splash at a mania and getting a, getting a pinfall victory. Um, again, it's kind of, kind of with my theme, Bobby Lashley, Tamina kind of getting what needed. We'll get to Cesaro here next. Kind of feels like WWM is like writing some wrongs or doing some things that long should have been done before. No, absolutely. And I mean, they've really actually done right by Natalia and Tamina in terms of building them up as a monster tag team. It's been one of the more consistent things that they've done across all WWE programming. Like it's really flown under the radar because, you know, they're veterans and I don't think people expect that they're going to get this big push. But Natalia and Tamina have been one of the best booked tag teams in all of WWE. For sure. Uh, Jacob Manley, $5 best part was one-eared bunnies. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> well, they, no they were all one-eared. I, I didn't notice. I think a couple of them didn't have an ear missing. I think that was a mistake. No druids this year. We get bunnies uh, for the developmental <laughs> talent. <laughs> Jody, Shauna Jenkins, speaking of no wins at Mania, Giant Gonzalez has never been pinned up on Mania. Just saying. <laughs> These Super Jets are fire tonight. You guys are bringing the heat. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, the later it goes, everybody just gets a little, a little more salty. <laughs> yeah, what's gotten into you guys? <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay, um, we get Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, so this match, um, this, of course, the big note here, there's even the, another one of the smear campaigns from Rollins that they play about how Cesaro, he's been involved, I think they said 10 WrestleManias, and he's never had a singles match. This is his first singles match. Uh, so we get this match here. I mean, this is, I mean, these are arguably two of the best athletes, male athletes WB has. This match, you know, it's all about, again, the, the gimmick about Cesaro trying to get that swing it on. He does get a first round of the swing. I think he gets nine rotations what they count up. Um, a lot of counters, uh, you know, especially from Rollins showing off his agility. Uh, we get Rollins who throws in a corkscrew splash. So rather, rather than just, again, a superfly smash, he gets a corkscrew rotation in midair. That got a huge pop. Um, at one point, Rollins goes for the stomp. And kind of like how the same way Randy Orton would deflect that to get to the RKO, well, Cesaro would deflect it and, and just win into a brutal European uppercut. He then did uh, a UFO swing, which basically it's an airplane, but he doesn't actually use his arms. This is incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. This got an incredible pop. There's actually a, a tweet I saw that I'm. It's from some pretty credible people that's involved in, in the tweet thread, basically saying Cesaro has done this airplane no hands move before in other yeah. matches, not in WWE, but prior to WWE. And I guess like I think it was Johnny Ace. This this, this thread was saying it, it said like Why don't you do that? And he said I'm saving it for a Mania match. So it seemed like he actually held it in his pocket until we got this Mania match. Got a huge. Huge pop. Uh, then he gets into another round of swings. He breaks his own personal record, beats the 22, gets Rollins around for 23 swings, and then gets the neutralizer after a fun sequence that gets into that neutralizer and gets the 1-2-3 victory. Uh, Alfred, are, are we actually – is this just tonight? Are we actually going to see an attempt to push Cesaro up the card? No, this is just tonight. And, like, maybe we will see an attempt, but a lot of this felt like a lifetime achievement award for Cesaro and the way they put him over in terms of commentary and saying, oh, he's a wrestler's wrestler. He's a guy who deserved this. He finally got his big moment. But I will say I love that he did that no-arm thing. I, I always kind of say this is the most WWE move he does, and he never does it. Like, I, you know, he did it. I was in Arizona 10 years ago at WrestleMania 26. It was my first WrestleMania, and before that, 
I went and saw him, uh, Claudio Casagnoli at the time, and he did that in the fucking place went, I'm sorry, the epic place went nuts for that no hand swing. So he's really, um, I mean, that's a really sports entertainment move that I hope he incorporates moving forward. I loved uh, Seth Rollins' corkscrew uh, frog splash. I thought that was incredible. Uh, but here's what I liked about the finish of this match. It was very decisive. It wasn't like Seth Rollins got to run wild and he just lost as a fluke or there was a roll-up. Or Cesaro swung the hell out of him. He swung him again. He hit that neutralizer, and he pinned him, like, decisively. They really put him over. So maybe they do have grand designs for Cesaro, but there's just been so much start and stop that I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I, it, <coughs> excuse me. I think that's a great point you made about it. It, kind of did, it does have a lifetime achievement award. So maybe it is a one-off. But even if it is, I'll say this, just for <clears throat> a guy who is a uh, – kind of like how Corey Graves said, loves the business so much, has done so much, traveled and, and, and worked so hard before he even ever got to WWE. And then he's been in WWE for a decade, um, somewhat underutilized. If he would have retired, whenever that is, next year, five years, 10 years, if he would have retired and never gotten to have a singles WrestleMania match and none, nonetheless match, but a win, that would have been very unjust for a guy uh, who, who would have seen many other people less deserving get even more right. WrestleMania attention. So felt very good for him to get that. Yeah, moment. yeah. Uh, Fox Kazim, 499. I guess Cesaro is a real life swinger. He is the king of swing. Always has been. King of swing. Uh, John Cena's bald spot, $10. Can't wait till Issa and Matt are on the show together again to have the discussion about how good Bad Bunny did tonight. You know, happy Issa is going to be to say, I told you so. Is Matt a Bad Bunny denier? I, I didn't. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if the seven foot Matt Morgan thinks <laughs> the five foot seven Puerto Rican. <laughs> Rapper is, 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 I mean, I mean, I'm just guessing. Uh, I Issa, you know, I, you know, Issa, um, I, I can see her enjoying it. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins, two Canadian. Justin, when did RJ City start working with WWE? Well, he, I mean, R, yeah, RJ City, a, a fantastic wrestler based out of Toronto, who I managed for many years. Uh, he's not uh, officially with WWE, but he has been doing a lot more stuff on the bump, and he's got this new after, after, after late night WrestleMania show or something they're doing online. RJ is one of the most entertaining people I know. And I'm not even saying wrestlers. RJ is just an, and I mean, I've met you know, TV and movie stars. I mean, RJ is entertaining. So, again, kind of like a Cesaro, the fact that it took this long for WWE to finally, like, actually put a camera on and say go, um, but better late than never. But uh, RJ's a great guy. And he's uh, pound for pound, one of the funniest people in wrestling. I love him on Twitter. He's, he's a very funny, very witty guy. He is in, insanely clever. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I could. I could do a whole podcast just on my experience of riding the road and managing him. We should have him on. Oh, we should. Uh, Glenn Lipkin, four ninety nine. Or if you meant to do anything, say anything. But thanks for the four ninety nine. Raj appreciates it. Uh, provide twenty two four seven five dollars. Well, I'll be damned. Vince must have been drunk when he booked this. Finally, not buried the black wrestlers. Hey, keep <laughs> drinking, Vince. If that's what happened, like whatever it takes, because I I have no complaints about how they booked black wrestlers tonight, and that's usually not the case. Uh, Finn's abs four ninety nine. I needed Issa on tonight. Well, maybe we'll give her a call. We'll, we'll, we'll give. We'll let her. We'll call her on the Bad Bunny side. She's busy on Cloud Nine right now. You guys, just let her hang out on Cloud Nine. You know, Bad Bunny killed it tonight. Let her have her moment. She's she's currently in her New York City apartment, rocking out to Bad Bunny right now. <laughs> Not to stir her vibe. Kelvin Alexander five dollars. I thought uh, I thought his personal record against uh, Dragonov was like forty times in NXT UK Takeover a few years. Oh, you must mean uh, Cesaro's swing. He's done it a hundred times. There's a video of him doing it a hundred times. Really? Yes, go watch it. So it's 23 like, so 23, 23 is a record, I guess, for WWE main roster. Sure, yeah, yeah. Is what Cole, I guess, is referring to. Uh, the next one here in the batch. Uh, George, 
$5. Pretty sure Matt has mentioned a few times he wasn't a fan of Bad Bunny and wanted his segments to be over as soon as possible. Uh, I'm not surprised by that. Well, it was over, all right. It was over. Okay, up next, one of the more fascinating matches of the night here. As we talk about people coming out and shining, we have New Day, who, great, Big E's there. So Big E, for the first time in a long time, gets to do his uh, power positivity intro for his brethren of Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston. Felt good, sounded good. Fun entrance there for them. And then here comes AJ Styles and Almost. Is it Almost, right? Almost, yeah. almost, yeah. almost, almost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have never seen him. And, and this guy, for everybody to know here, uh, it's kind of like a Braun Strowman situation. When Braun came to the main roster, Almost has never had a TV match. He's worked some Florida house shows in NXT, but he's never had a TV match. Um, so a lot of, you know, obviously seven foot three, a lot of, okay, what are we going to get here? And the gimmick of this match was basically a handicap uh, of, you know, the New Day not wanting any part of a seven foot three guy. We're just going to two on one and and work AJ Styles. They weren't doing it in a heel manner. They were just doing good tag team wrestling, cutting the ring in half. They weren't doing anything cheating or dashly, but they were kind of in their own way already respecting and putting over this big guy by saying we don't even want a piece of him. Uh, and, a no, and a note that I want to point out: normally, so almost standing in this in this far left corner as you're looking at the screen, that's normally the corner reserved for baby faces. They want the baby faces. They want them facing that camera shot. So the fact they put him there, that, that again, that shows you that's somebody they're heavily featuring. But this whole match, Alfred, is just the cut in the ring in half. AJ can't get that to almost finally does and almost comes in there. And I mean, you know, again, um, or, uh, you know, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston doing all they could do to sell and make it look as good as possible. But he looked he looked strong and never mind the, the powerful moves he did. Alfred, what I was kind of most impressed about was he was man- he managed to keep it going in between the moves. They always say it's the things in between the moves that really makes the performer, and he kind of had that down, facials and shit-talking, and he almost impressed me. Yeah, not for one second did he look like he didn't belong. This is the moment of everything on this show in terms of everybody that was watching with me. A lot of them didn't watch wrestling. Uh, all of us enjoying something at once. This topped everything that happened on the show. Uh, the second he tagged in, he's walking in there and he just kind of destroys everybody. And I thought, just like we give props to The Miz for doing a good job putting over Bad Buddy, I thought Kofi and Xavier was so good. And like you said, not necessarily heelishly, but just selling this guy's offense like he was this monster. Kofi sold that last i think it was a chopper whatever the last yeah. move he did like he was dead that uh, a spine buster type move and yeah. i thought almost was fantastic uh i've heard a lot of kind of reports of them saying oh he's green he's not ready for this yet but if you can book almost like that and protect him as a giant there is something there and it's a big something like i thought he was fantastic in this match i loved it yeah i mean and we're gonna see more of him because because well because the finish was he he does that move um and then he's just with one foot <laughs> On top of Kofi, <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, there's also a spot just before that where Styles does the phenomenal forearm, forearm, but rather than springboarding off the top rope, he springboards off of almost his shoulders. That looked great. I want to see more uh, of that, too. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, look, he's a tag champion now, so we're going to see more of him, but it is going to be a matter of protection. He probably still is green by the definition. Sure. Um, so putting him in a tag team in this situation is great. I mean, he hasn't had house show. You know, it, he hasn't had the uh, – unfortunately, this past year, he hasn't had the luxury of being able to ride the road with A.J., go town to town and watch AJ work, you know, that they have, that's just not has been a thing. So like, I mean, I think the fact that he hasn't had that and all of his reps have probably just been performance center reps and he hasn't got to hear a live crowd. 
I thought he handled it very well, and I was extremely impressed. I thought the final shot of him holding AJ on his shoulders and just just flexing. I mean, it was a powerful shot of like this could be something they could run with for a long time if that's the match they do. If the match they do is just build, build, build for the big giant, they can get six months out of that. I love these two together. I just, I, I just love like like the sitting on the shoulders thing. Also, like AJ's uh, small enough to where he makes almost look bigger, and that AJ's this grown man who's very thick as a grown man, but he's still dwarfed by almost like almost his hand goes across AJ's entire chest. So these two together and AJ's athleticism playing off each other, I am very much looking forward to these two as a tag team. I was very interested and intrigued to see what almost would look like in the ring, and I was not disappointed. No, not at all. Um, you know, again, Braun debuted in the in the Wyatt family the same way, protected him, just let him do a few signature things, had to get a lot, had to get used to TV, but he picked up fast. And then, yeah. you know, here we are five years later. I mean, this could be the same kind of thing if, if everything, if, if all the all the chips fall the right way. Uh, another super chat, uh, Millsy Poo, $5. Was this match a potential double turn? No, the, look, the New Days, it, 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 again, it was just to sell the facials of like, this guy is of, of size and power that we've never dealt with. Again, they didn't. They weren't doing anything cheating or dastardly when they were continuing to be two on one of AJ. They were just doing good tag team wrestling. Normally, the heels would be doing that. You know, normally it's the heels that are keeping the baby face in the ring cut in half. Uh, and who knows? If anything, this might have not been a double turn. This just might have been the the fans might start to take on social to almost AJ and almost might just turn into faces. Yeah, I think I think that's inevitable. I think the yeah. more we get of almost as long as he just kind of keeps on this path he is and he's not made to do too much, people are going to have no choice but to love like what this giant is doing in the ring. Absolutely. Uh, get to here. Okay, uh, Daniel Brooks, 299. Shout out to Issa, who always believed in the bunny. Issa's in the chat, by the way. What's up, Issa? <laughs> is she there? Oh, I missed it. I just seen it. Uh, Nathaniel Cook, three ninety nine, almost an AJ Styles, aka HBK and Diesel, almost yeah. over. I've thought that, but again, like I said, you know, Nash has always told me he had the luxury if he just got to ride with Sean every night and go to these house shows and the things that he get to watch, and like, it, and that's, that's what I was thinking. But the fact that almost hasn't got to do that, you know, he's only get to watch. He only gets to watch one TV match a week if AJ has a TV match. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, fun to always do the nostalgia comparisons. Gregory, $5. AJ Styles is now a Grand Slam champion in WWE. Who would have thunked that five years ago? Is that true? I guess, yeah, I guess it is. He's Yeah, it, yeah, he's now a, won the tag team championship, so he's completed the whole gamut. Yeah, because he's been an intercontinental champion, U.S. champion, world champion. Yeah, absolutely. How about that? Uh, B. Wood, two ninety nine. Prop of the night. Pop, oh, excuse me. Pop of the night award goes to question. That's mark. a good question. I was taking notes as to who was getting the biggest pops. Let's see what I put. Now, that's a I good mean, question. I mean, Bad Bunny. The, the, I mean, I think, I think, I think it comes in between Almost's performance, Bad Bunny with the pinfall with Bad Bunny when Bad Bunny won. There was a crazy ass reaction with the Bianca hair whip, which we'll get to, and then Bianca yes. winning. I, those are the kind of the ones that stood out the most. Yeah, I think a Bad Bunny's Canadian Destroyer got a really good reaction. Oh, yes. I yes. thought that was the Bunny Destroyer that he did. Bunny Destroyer. Things I never thought we'd be talking about tonight. <laughs> hey, Allen Jr., 220, WWE 2K22 trailer. Thoughts? Uh, I saw it. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't played a WWE game in a decade, so I'm kind of out of the loop with what's what's quality, what's the bar. It's been a while for me. I'm a Madden guy and a GTA guy. So, I mean, I've been playing more games during the pandemic and they haven't really been wrestling games. But, I, you know, I do enjoy wrestling games when I when I get around to them, but I haven't played a 2K game for quite some time. Yeah, me too. I'm a Madden, Madden kind of guy. Or do you play the Steelers? 
No, I mean, you know, I'm well. I mean, my my team's the Washington football team growing up in the DC. Oh, area. that's right, that's right. Yeah, okay. We got to get online and play some uh, little, little Madden sometime. Oh, <laughs> big nasty setting the little challenge. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> All right. So up next, this cage match between Shane versus Braun. My new uh, this whole thing is predicated over Shane calling Braun stupid. Braun trying to, even though they don't actively do the Be A Star campaign anymore, Braun's whole thing that he keeps reiterating is like, I'm doing this for everybody who's ever been called stupid. and Which, it's a nice little touch. Again, it's a nice little Be A Star thing of like, you know, you're going to overcome your bully. But again, you're Braun Strowman, you're seven foot. When was the last time somebody called you stupid to your face? Yeah. Really? I mean, I guess, okay, Shane's the money executive who, who who has, I guess, has the money and the balls to say that. But, I mean, it's like, you know, this, is, this isn't Bad Bunny, five foot seven guy being being told, oh, you're stupid, Bad Bunny. And then you can picture him being the smaller guy in every fight. I, I don't know. That, that's, I, I think this was the hardest build to wrap our heads around. But that, giving, that being said, it had maybe the lowest bar of expectation and probably exceeded the bar of expectation. Uh, kicks off with uh, Braun getting, before he gets in the cage. Elias and uh, Jackson Riker, who have been the lackeys for Shane, attack Braun. Hit him with the chair. They give Shane the chair. Shane just going to town with the chair. Um, at one point, Shane even <clears throat> crawls up, grabs a piece of sheet metal. He's beating Braun with it, but eventually Braun starts to counter. Uh, the really that builds to the biggest spot of the match, or the second biggest spot of the match, is uh, we think Shane is basically going to climb down the outside, but we think he's going to get away from a uh, stunned. Uh, Braun Strowman, and as Shane is doing that, Braun pops up, uh, catches Shane's hand through the chain link fence, proceeds to then rip the chain length, bring Shane back in. They go to the top scaffolding of the cage, and then just flips Shane from the top off. <laughs> and then Braun uh, comes back down, does the running power slam, gets the victory one, two, three. Um, I mean, good that Braun won. That's what it should have been, you know. <laughs> There was a lot of cases though where Braun could have Braun could have done something different, and it only perpetuated his stupid, right? Stupidity claims here. He, like uh, the, the the best was when he was on top of the cage, and he could. It's funny because I'm explaining to my friends you can win a cage match by leaving the cage. So he's on top of the cage. He goes, "Who's stupid now?" And then he gets back in the cage. He gets back in. <laughs> yeah, Braun, you're, what do you se- know, buddy? you're seven foot on a fifteen foot cage. Just drop. Yeah. And they're just like, is it? Couldn't he have won that? So he's stupid, right? And like, these are people who don't watch. Like, they're putting the two together. It's like you are defeating the purpose, and that's why it is kind of like a downfall that they had this stupid thing. Like when this feud first began, it was kind of like an employee executive type where Shane was exercising his authority over Braun, which that's something people can get around. Like it's not the most creative thing, but if they would have just done the "I'm your boss, you do what I say," and then Braun rebels against that, that would have been much better than you're stupid because. Every turn up to this match, Braun proved that, yes, I mean, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I, for a moment, I thought they were going to do something where, like, Braun has him at the top of the cage and Braun's going to throw him out of the cage and ring because it's going to be more devastating. But, of course, I would have then awarded Shane the victory because he would have exited the cage first. I was, like, <laughs> waiting for something. <laughs> that. Uh, Antonio Garcia, $5. I was glad to see Braun hasn't given up on looking like a million bucks despite how he's been booked. Yeah, he was ripped. Shredded. Yeah, no no shirt or whatever. He was, you know, barren at all, and he looked good. He looked good. So here's a scene after Braun. And I thought Braun was good in terms of being a monster. And, like, of course they had that hiccup, but I thought Braun was very good in this match. I, I thought he kind of redeemed himself. Yeah, uh, uh, here's the hope and the momentum, the, the, the booking momentum gets back on his side. 
Uh, Corey Trench, $2, Braun proving stupid people can win. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we got more coming here. Dax Collins, listen, I missed Braun's match. Regardless, Hiscock doesn't let you rewind. Pause or nothing. It's <laughs> crap enough. So I've, I've been getting different. So I cannot pause or rewind. But then I've heard other people who are on different, depending on what, what device or platform you're on. Like I, for me, I, I still have Xfinity cable, so I can just voice remote and say Peacock. It comes up and I have it on the TV, but I can't manipulate. I can, you know, I can't do that. But I've I've seen other people that said, yeah, they could if they were on, like maybe the app on their phone or something. So I'm not sure what. Yeah, I want to know the secret because that's like that one of those things that I kind of, um, I I didn't appreciate enough, and now that I can't do it, I, I really want that ability to be able to rewind and pause because there are a lot of things on the show that I wanted to go back and watch. Yeah, well, especially like again, we'll get to it when uh, Bianca does the hair whip to Sasha. <laughs> I was like, I need to see and hear it oh. again. Thank God they actually gave us the replay later. Um, WWE did, but yeah, that was one of those things where I was, I was it was driving me nuts that I was uh, handicapped by the technology. All right, so Braun Strowman wins. All right, so we kind of get like a little bit of a reset of the show. We actually, after you know, they're, they're cutting away to videos and commercials, we come back, we get the big pyro display. I can only assume this big pyro display was the one they wanted to start the show with, and now that the rain had completely passed and they got to kind of do it, they did well. Mm-hmm. No reason to waste all that pyro. Uh, then we get the Hall of Fame recognition where they acknowledge uh, just the class of 2020. I assume 2021 will be shown tomorrow night. Uh, we also get a video with Stone Cold Steve Austin in it. Mania 38 next year. Going to be in Dallas. Uh, an interesting observation that I want to give credit because he brought my attention to it to John Alba, who was there. Uh, who's a reporter in Florida. He was there <clears throat> uh, covering Mania tonight. Uh, Alba noted that the video tonight for WrestleMania next year just kept saying April 2022, which that's interesting because previously WWE had gave us a date, had gave us a Sunday date in April of 2022 for this. So that just kind of makes you wonder, are they looking at this two years in a row now of doing two nights mania? Are they looking at this as being something to stay? Is, this, is, is Are they looking at maybe we'll do that next year? And that's why they backed off on giving a specific date so just something to think about i mean i hope so i hope the two night thing is just uh the norm from now on because especially when it goes well it's like and this is what happened last year last year uh i think we went off the air night one with the boneyard match and i'm on an incredible high and i'm just like i cannot wait for night two and the same things happened this year so as long as they put on good wrestlemanias in a short amount of time i'm fine with the two nights absolutely uh john cena's bald spot ten dollars definitely expected braun to throw shane off the top of the cage through the announce table so shane wins and they could have still played the stupid thing all right so i'm not the only so i'm john cena's bald spot and i are (laughs) all right so let's talk bad bunny everybody else has your bad bunny super chats get them ready here we go (laughs) miz and morrison first again like i said all the developmental talents of the pc they gotta get involved in mania in past years you'd be part of triple h's rise up the stage or you'd be a druid carrying the the fire torch nope this year you're gonna get in the adam rose bunny costume you're gonna be in the bunny costume and all three dozen bunnies start hopping out to the ring they get to the ring then here comes miz and morrison coming out not to their traditional music they're coming out to the new hey hey hop hop song and they're they're doing their best our truth impression coming to the ring singing and rapping uh damian priest gets his full entrance look great uh, so happy that he's getting this WrestleMania match, and he, and he looks great, as we'll get to. And then we cut to Bad Bunny's entrance. Bad Bunny gets a little bit of the pre-tape uh, 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 treatment. He's got him riding on the top of a semi coming through Tampa, barreling into Raymond James Stadium. And then here it comes in the stadium, of course, coming out to his own music. Uh, you know, from what I could hear, Alfred, the people were – I didn't hear any, like, overwhelming boos. So, 
you know, maybe not everybody's cheering, but from what I could hear, people were supporting. So we're off to a good start. It's not like he's getting, you know, trash thrown at him. <laughs> people are willing right. to accept this. And so this is an so this is the exact opposite from the almost match where we're with AJ and almost it was like okay let's build to the almost appearance. This is where Miz and Morrison goat Bad Bunny to start in the match, which was nobody expected this. Uh, at least I didn't. And so Bad Bunny starts his match, and go back and watch it. But he, he I mean, he's he's reversing things. He's hitting he's hitting jabs on the Miz. He does some some. He's doing you know uh, scissor scissor moves. I mean, he, he's doing hip tosses. He's doing everything. He's in the ring for t- over ten minutes. Yeah, and it's not all just his offense. He starts selling. Uh, Miz got some heat going on. Um, eventually, though, Bunny eventually does tag. Priest comes in. Priest does some stuff. Um, you know, but little things. Even at one point, Bad Bunny offered to catch us. Bad Bunny gave a headbutt, and he sold his headbutt. He he gave a head. He was, he gave the headbutt in the offense, but he even sold. Yeah, like just little things. So Priest is in. Uh, Bunny hits a destroyer on the outside. Bunny does a jump off the top rope. He does a the, the finish ends up being uh, he's got uh, uh, Priest's got one of them on his shoulders. Bunny jumps off, kind of like Doomsday Device, but does a cross body instead. That's the pinfall. I mean, this was just and, and the pop. The pop was insane for Bad Bunny and the and the victory here. Spectacular, spectacular match. I mean, I cannot put this over enough. Uh, like between his promo on Monday, leading into now, this has been the greatest week that Bad Bunny could have ever asked for in terms of leading into WrestleMania. I mean, I thought he was so good. I was very surprised to see him start this match. But uh, other little things he did to pay kind of pay homage to the business is that he wiped his feet on the ring. He held the tag rope to get in there, which like you don't see tag rope. Yeah, very little things that that you do in wrestling, and he clearly lived up to that promo he cut about somebody who really loves wrestling. Uh, uh, because I just thought he was so good in terms of all the stuff they let him do. And he's clearly been working his ass off training for this match, and he he looked great. I mean, there's nothing – I haven't seen one bad thing said about Bad Bunny in terms of his performance in this match, and he, he deserves all the accolades because I just thought he was better than he should have been, even if you're grading on a curve. Beyond grading on a curve, he was just a good wrestler in terms of a debut. This was like indie wrestler, and we're going to see – like, let's see what this kid's got. Like, I would look at this and say this kid's going to be a superstar. And, you know, like something to keep in mind is that, like, we know that he's been training, you know, uh, a lot for the last three, four months. Triple H even said he's, you know, he's running a place in Orlando and he's just, he's, he's held up shop there. And it works in WWE's favor. You know, we can't go out and tour right now. So you kind of get this guy's schedule uh, and you get to kind of uh, take over. But, like, he had to train and perform so well in training to then, that had to then be relayed and probably shown to, to Vince and and into Bruce and the Triple H and I don't know if Kevin Dunn's in on this or or, or not, but you know at least enough of the of the, of the big wigs have to be relayed this and probably see it for themselves. This is Wrestle Frickin' Mania in front of our fans for the first time in a year to see it and say, "Oh my God, this guy's done well enough. We're going to construct a match where he's going to take the shine and the heat and the hope spots for the first ten minutes." And Damian Priest, who is the fifteen-year veteran. You're gonna stay on the on the apron, and we're gonna build to the hot tag to you. That's unheard of in a celebrity yeah. match. That's unheard of. They've never done that in a celebrity match. That's, Absolutely. 
So I don't yeah, know. It's, it's, it's kind of speaks to their trust in him. Exactly. I mean, you get the nail on the head that I mean, when he stuck, when they had him start this match, I kind of in the back of my mind thought, Oh, this is going to be good because I don't think they would have done that if they didn't have that type of confidence in him. So it's not like I looked at that, like, Oh, they're making a mistake. Like, obviously I was caught by surprise. Like they're really going to let him start this match. But then I kind of thought, Oh, he must, he must know us. He must've really been impressing them. And yeah. he didn't let me down. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so where we go from here, I don't know. I mean, again, this guy still has a, a thriving, you know, music career that doesn't involve him having to take bumps and risk injury. So I don't think he's just going to hang that up. <laughs> but again, the fact I'm sure he's been told, and I can't wait to see the WB24 documentary and see the footage of him coming through Gorilla, the standing ovation, and I want to see the interaction with he and Vince. I want to see this. I'm sure he's been given a pass of, hey, whenever you want to come back, you're always, the, here's the key to the door. You're always welcome to come back in. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's just going to depend on the touring schedule and when they can tour again, which I hope gets delayed because I want to see another Bad Bunny match, man. This is incredible. I I hope even when everything, everything goes back to normal, they, that he still maintains his relationship because this is very important. We were talking on Wednesday about how impactful he's been in terms of merchandise sales and getting WWE's merchandise over in terms of how high it's selling because it's done a great job in terms of how he's selling merchandise and I just want Bad Bunny kind of embedded into WWE in terms of a semi-occasional character who wrestles uh, at the big shows because I think it would be wonders for WWE and he's an entertaining wrestler who clearly respects the business so more of that would be great. Clearly. Um, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it'd be interesting to see like what yeah, I mean, does he wrestle again? Um, you know, and, and you know, you talk you talk about the merchandise sales. You know, we can see the merchandise sales. You know, and we won't necessarily get this data released, but I'm I'm very interested to see like he has such an audience, a, a young audience. He has such an audience, and you know, while we bitch about Peacock and well, we can't fast forward and, and and having to make the transition. And look, we all hate change, so change is always inevitably going to be met with <clears throat> disgruntledness on the start. Uh, but we forget the WWE Network had like a million. Or, or 1.3 million subscribers at their mm-hmm. best. Peacock's got like 30 million people that have access to it. So like the pool of audience that tonight could have just navigated through and just dropped in on WrestleMania, that combined with Bad Bunny's reach to an audience that WWE doesn't hit regularly, I, I can't wait to see if does it translate. Yeah. How it, you know? I don't know. No, no, that's a great point. That's an absolute, and uh, you know, WrestleMania wasn't, it's not like it was buried on Peacock's library. It was a featured program. If you go on Peacock, it's the first thing you see. It's going to try to guide you to watch WrestleMania. So I'm very curious as well to see how many people kind of went in there um, to to get a kind of a surge when Bad Bunny was on and people are tweeting about how crazy this is and how good he looks. Um, So yeah, I think uh, we're going to see some pretty good surges in terms of people watching WrestleMania because the Twitter numbers were really, really staggering in terms of uh, how many people were talking about it and, and interacting so i wonder if that translates to peacock as well alfred writes for forbes he's the numbers guy alfred we expect numbers <laughs> eventually this is just off the top of my head let me do a little reviewing an actual number math. <laughs> uh brett murphy five dollars no wonder why becky wasn't there tonight bad bunny stole her truck yeah, I actually, that, I just, when i saw the truck i thought like yep. okay if the plan is to bring becky on a truck well clearly she's not coming tonight and she had that little trolling tweet where she yeah. did the acronym of night one, and I had an article that I worked very hard on in case she didn't show up, and she didn't show up. What the hell, Becky? Oh, so you had one loaded in the in the can yeah, that you never had to use. I worked really hard on it too. If she doesn't come, like it's it, like it's it's kind of subjected to this time. So if she doesn't come tomorrow, we're throwing that in the trash. And it's it's sad. It's too bad because I want to see her back. A and I want people to read that article. So come on, Becky. Tomorrow, night two. The, the truck did flash in my mind. I have to admit, lives happen. 
Do you uh, think Issa, that was the same truck that they used? Because it did look it looked exactly the same in terms of the style of truck that she rode in on. Can they like take the paint off, or is that um, I don't know how that works. Bruce Pritchard always told me they just go to trucks or us. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's uh, jumping in here. She goes, and the entrance was homage to his EP. Uh, so to, to an album. Okay. I don't have a Bad Bunny album, so he, but so Issa's at least telling us that there's a there's a connection here to the entrance and the truck, I guess. Okay, okay. What is that? You're gonna have to tell us what that acronym stands for, because I'm not familiar with that acronym either. I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it. And I wanted to pop it up before I lost the the the, uh, the, the comment here. It was okay. a good entrance. I think that might have been the best entrance in terms of you know. I mean, they had the bunnies was fun to watch, but I think Bad Bunny might have had the best entrance of the show. Bad Bunny stealing WrestleMania. Stealing it. Just stunting on everybody. Stunting. All right, here we go. So the main event, Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair. And it should be noted, while they made this uh, look and sound a lot better in the video package, as WWE editing always can do, you know, if you actually go week to week and follow along, the booking leading up to this has not been the greatest in terms of how they've had these women um, lose and be put in weird situations that just, you know, not... Not typical of how you'd be treating the challenger and champion that are going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. But all that aside, we quickly are going to forget about that because this match uh, lives up to the hype here. Uh, we got uh, you know two good entr- two good entrances for both of them. Uh, great athleticism off the bat by Bianca. Uh, of course, as we noted off the top, you know she's you know, the crowd standing. She's kind of overcome by emotion. Sasha is too. Sasha acknowledges it, but Sasha still keeps the game face. Bianca kind of breaks character for a minute. Uh, and commentary, good on commentary. They kind of just jump on this. And, and, you know, Corey Graves doing what Corey Graves is supposed to do. He's saying, she, this is already a sign. She's not going to be able to, to to uphold in the moment. She doesn't have what it takes to be WrestleMania main event material yet. She's too too emotional already. And and I, I thought that was a great touch because whether she wins or loses, this is you can you can use that as, as some kind of a of a talking point. Um so we, you know, we get some athleticism from uh, from from both of them. Uh, one of the great notes was I thought Bianca's on the outside effort. Sasha, uh, you know, comes through the ropes on her, and they both hit the ground, but they roll through, and Bianca has control of her. So Bianca has control of her uh, after Sasha does the suicide dive, and then proceeds to power press her in the air and walk up the steps and dump her in the ring. A tremendous that got the biggest power. reaction in, in, at the party. That got the biggest pop of the night within the Kunimo household, for sure. Yeah, just a tremendous showing of power. Uh, another big moment here, uh, not not too far later, Bianca's up top. She's got all the momentum. Uh, does a 450, but Sasha gets the knees up, and this looks brutal. I mean, and they showed a couple replays to really sell this. Bianca just came down. I mean, and, and th- 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 this did not look like there was any uh, fake wrestling to it. This just looked like you did a 450 flip, so your rotations are speeding you up, and then she just landed right on Sasha's knees, and was selling it accordingly. Uh, Stella Justin Lopez, my best friend, texted me during this uh, saying she cried the whole match. She never thought women's wrestling could get to this point uh, with two black women. Again, great, uh, awesome. great great, to hear that this is you know, touching people the way it is. Yeah. So, again, uh, you know, and then Sasha takes control. Sasha does a double springboard tornado DDT off the ropes. Bianca, again, selling. Um, and then later, Bianca finally does connect on the 450, but it's a false finish. And at this point, again, it's you know Corey Graves is saying she thought she had it here. She she's unra- This she, she's done. She, you know she's she's too much to handle. Um, and then just before the KOD finisher, Sasha charges Bianca. Bianca takes that long hair braid and just like a cowboy's whip, <clears throat> whips it in to Sasha's stomach. There is no work here, folks. 
There's not a working whip. The sound sounded like the loudest slap to the face you've ever heard. And I, 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 I wanted to rewind, and I couldn't. And I'm luckily, I'm glad they showed the replay. It, it was brutal. And I watched the entire crowd, Alfred, if you notice this, that was behind the, behind the hard camera view. They were all up. And most of them had turned away and, like, you know, just feeling the pain themselves. It was one of the most incredible reactions I've ever seen to such an unorthodox, non-traditional wrestling move. And then quickly the sequence happens. happens KOD hits it on Sasha. That's the victory. Bianca Belair wins. Michael Cole did have a quick... Michael Cole thought that Sasha might have uh, kicked out, but that was not the case. It's clearly one, two, three. Bianca Belair is your new champion. And then Sasha Banks rolls out of the ring, and you just see a mm-hmm. blood whelp on her stomach. Incredible. Incredible drama in this final two minutes here. Yeah. I mean, it, excellent. I feel like this match was everything WrestleMania 35 should have been in that we get the moment, this moment with women main eventing, black women main eventing, but then you get the match that lives up to that billing. And it really wasn't the fault of Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte. I mean, they all three were capable of having a match just as good. It's just the show was so long that people were just dead by the time it happened. But this, we not only got this great, very special moment of Bianca Belair getting emotional, which I think is going to age so well in terms of being a WrestleMania moment that we see for years to come. That is going to be such a special thing that we see. But then you just get this incredible match, which incredible match. I'm not just saying that because it's historical. This was every bit as good as anything you saw on this show in terms of how they did this match, the great entertaining crowd-pleasing spots they had. And then, yes, that shoot hair whip where you saw them well kind of immediately form on Sasha Banks. And then, yeah, by the end of the match, you see that this blood kind of uh, circulating and and they went all out, and I just thought this was such a fantastic match. It was one of those matches that by the time it was over, I looked at the clock, and I didn't know that much time had passed because it just went so fast and in a good way. And I, I really enjoyed it. It was a perfect ending to what I thought was a phenomenal show. I love that the crowd was back. And, I mean, this was everything I thought it could have been. Yeah, I can't say anything more about that. Um, so where do we go from here? You know, where do we go? That's a great question. I don't know what they do with um, – Sasha Banks, I don't know if they run it back. Um, I, I see Bianca Belair having a nice long run. I hope they book her as the EST of WWE. This is her chance to be a dominant uh, world champion, similar to Karrion Cross. I want to see a long, dominant run where she just runs through the entire division. And maybe at SummerSlam she can run it back with Sasha Banks, but I don't want these two wrestling immediately anytime in the future. I think this match was that good to where I want the NWA philosophy of let's do this in six months when both people have been built up. And they do it at SummerSlam or, or, or sometime later on in the year. But I just absolutely love this match. I thought it was phenomenal. Wrapping up the Super Chats here. I don't know if this is a $5 troll job or just uh, good evening. What happened to Wade Barrett returning? Were there rumors of Nexus appearing just or just a rumor? I mean, I mean Barrett's been doing NXT commentary. I don't know if you've missed, missed that on that. He's been doing that for some months, but I have heard nothing of a Nexus. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's one of the best commentators they have. He's been great on NXT. Yeah, he really has been. So, I mean, Alfred, I mean, look, I don't know about you, but going into this on paper, I, I thought, as you kind of expect, you know, you expect night two to be a little bit more loaded on paper. And this night was just such a satisfying delivering show. Granted, again, it has the fans, which helps elevate it and gets a little bit of a cheat code. But if they did this well on night one, I mean, the bar is set for night two. 
it's going to be a very hard night to follow. I mean, they've got the firepower for it. I mean, the match I'm looking forward to, at least going into WrestleMania, I was looking forward to Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. So I think people are going to be really fired up for that. Uh, but, I mean, that's going to be the night with Randy Orton and The Fiend. But, I mean, judging by this crowd, I think they're going to be very forgiving in terms of anybody potentially turning on this. Uh, I think the, the crowd is going to be just fine for that. Uh, but I'm very excited to see night two just because night one was so good. And and I think it'll be fine. I, I don't know if it's going to follow it successfully, uh, but I think night two is going to be just fine following night one. Yeah, hopefully the weather can cooperates. And I mean, I'm just <laughs> happy that after that first rain delay, they didn't have another one because that's that's what I kept thinking. It was like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're on Peacock, so you kind of have like however much time you need. But I'm thinking about, and Alfred, you and I have been there. I even tweeted earlier today. I'm thinking about the people that are there and like, you're trying to figure out like transportation to get home or to your hotel, or maybe you want to go get like a late dinner and like, you know, you don't want to keep the people there forever. So I was kind of curious to like, if they were going to cut a match or they were going to have to reformat the time Uh, again, thank God they did not have any more delays. I think it's Florida. So it rains every day. I think there's more thunderstorms tomorrow. So hopefully that it, you know, hopefully we're, uh, you know, in an okay situation tomorrow. Uh, Millsy Poo, two dollars KO off the pirate ship, or night two is a bust. Yeah, oh, good point. Yeah, see, we've got some high spots that we can look forward to. Uh, you know what? If we get another pre-show like the one we got with that gorilla kind of interviewing thing tomorrow, I'd be fine with that. I want to see fifteen more minutes of that. The token dumb uh, four ninety nine. Weather worse for tomorrow than tonight. Bianca's dad was right. Yeah. That was her dad. <laughs> that was her dad. Yeah, that was her dad and brother. They were like, like literally, was falling over the barricade. <laughs> that was a star. Yeah, that was a great reaction with the, the guy was like jumping and he almost fell over the barricade. That's awesome. Uh, Garris Plowman. Uh, now it makes sense why we rarely saw the hair whip since Bianca debuted last year. Well worth holding off for that moment. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice little like, it's a nice little touch to the signature of her appearance. But like we said, the, I mean. You don't, there's no way to go to wrestling school and how do you throw a working hair whip? I mean, if you're going to do this and make it worthwhile, make the motion worthwhile and have an impact, and obviously her and Sasha, I'm sure, discuss this, there's nothing else to do but just say, I'm just going to have to just whip this thing as hard as it is and, girl, I hope you're okay. <laughs> like, there ain't else. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no like art to how you do a working hair work to, to give it, to have, to let it have the sound and impact to make it matter, to make it even uh, worth doing in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So um, It's good that they saved it, and that's not a regular thing, because I don't think a lot of people would be a fan of taking that every night. God, no. All right, and uh, Andrew, uh, 499, I was hoping to see Montez Ford celebrate with Bianca. Yeah, I mean, Street Profits have kind of been really been the backseat lately, I mean, unless I've missed stuff of theirs, but. They really have. They did this take back season angle and last or Friday. Yeah. Last night was their kind of chance to take back. And I expected them to win that match and they didn't. And, um, but I'm sure, you know, the WWE 24 documentary that they show will be much more poignant in terms of showing their actual reaction. I'm really looking forward to seeing that because when she won the Royal Rumble, there was a similar moment with her and Montez that was very beautiful. And I think they're going to have something like that for backstage when they do the day of documentary. All right. Pages. Pages of notes from tonight. We're done. Night one is in the books. It was a great night one. Thank you. Uh, I, I've seen a little bit of the number counter. Raj has all the better analytics, but from what I can see, we've had a great bit of viewership here tonight. Thank you so much. Obviously, the super chats are on fire. Thanks everybody. I think we got everybody. I uh, hope I didn't miss anyone. Uh, it's been a fun, fun night here at WrestleMania. We got one more tomorrow. We will not be here. We will just be relaxing. I think you will have. Uh, I think you'll have a uh, Glenn, Raj, and Matt tomorrow night. Yeah. So you can uh, make sure you super chat. All your money you have to Matt about Bad Bunny and see if he can <laughs> that. 
I'll be watching that show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Alfred, give the plug. What do you got? Uh, watch me on NPR. It came out today. And, hey, on Forbes right now, I have an interview with the great Matt Morgan. So uh, check that out, too. I'm very happy with that came out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at This Is Nasty, YouTube Pro Wrestling Bits. And I read that piece against with Matt Morgan. It's a great piece. Uh, so good stuff there. He's a great yeah. interview. Yeah, he is. Uh, follow me at Justin LaVar. Again, make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend. Again, uh, whatever platform you watched on tonight, we appreciate it very much. Please just hit the share button. Share it to your timeline. WrestleMania is such a thing that everybody knows about. So please hit the share button. Uh, let some people come and find Wrestling Podcast. Let them walk. Uh, let, them, let them start looking at this, and maybe they'll start following some of the other podcasts that we do uh, all through the week. I'll give Steve Marshall the final call. Four ninety nine. Bigger match down the line. Bianca versus Rhea or Becky versus Ronda? Mm, I'd say Becky versus Ronda for now. I think if they build up Bianca like a killer and they do the same with Rhea and they face it Survivor Series, that's something I'd pay my money for. But Becky versus Ronda for now. Right now, Becky versus Ronda. Yeah, Rhea's got to get that stock up, but we'll see what exactly. happens tomorrow. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. That's your cliffhanger to be back here tomorrow night after night two of WrestleMania. Be good, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.